It's the Best Value DLC available. It's the This Game Where podcast with me, Chris, and... Me, Ashley. We're not DLC. These are getting more and more, like, off the off the mark, I would Chris. say, by very definition, we are DLC because we're downloadable content. How are we uh, not DLC? Right, but who's ever called a podcast DLC? Me, just now. You now, yeah, I know you, jackass. <laughs> jackass? God, yeah. Yeah, are you okay? Hi. <laughs> you furious, aren't you? You fuming, hun. As you full well know, I've come into this uh, with both barrels loaded, so right. brace yourselves, everybody, because I don't know what's uh, going to happen. It's going to be one of those episodes. Well, it might be. This this game today is not going to help that. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> right. Okay. Should we... How are you? You didn't answer the question. I don't know if I'll let you. I'm, I'm feeling cautious now. Are you? I'm feeling a bit, a bit antsy. Yeah. Well, we're not in the same room, so it should be okay. All right. Do you want to start the games then for this week? Yeah, go on. Tell us. <sighs> okay. Is this game where you save animals from being inside robots? Oh, no. You've... Oh, dearie me. <laughs> you... uh, one, two, or three. You play through six zones. I've got to the full three quota. And uh. it's starring the original character with Chewed. That's Chewed, apostrophe T-U-D-E. Sorry, Chowed? No, Chewed, not Chowed. Yeah, I don't think he's got a Chowed. Oh. He is a Chowed. That's my knowledge. I bet he has, actually. I'm sure hedgehogs do have Chowds. So what game is it? I'm pretty sure they do. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Presumably number one. I can't remember which one has the... Because they all obviously rescue them all from robots, mm-hmm. aren't you? Yeah. In one, two, and three. But then it, I'm presuming as well, you factoring in that little thing at the at the end of each level where you have to press the button. And they all come hopping out. Yeah, I never really got that. that was, I'm assuming that was the ones that he didn't just get time to put them inside robots. Just the ones he just... Oh, I'll get to them later, but I'll put them inside yeah, this, like this a, big contraption. With, yeah, with a big button like on a top. containment. Yeah. Yeah. So presumably he's been he's been putting them in robots, but he's also been harvesting them at the same time. What are, are we one, two, or three? Is it one? Doing Sonic one, right? I okay. thought because it's not even got the good levels. Ugh. Debatable. I thought because we did the original Mario last week, uh, we'd do the OG Sonic this week. Did we do the original Mario last week? What? I thought we did Super Mario thirty five. Well, a, a twist on the original Mario. Yeah, all right. And, okay. you know, this is episode 36. We haven't done a proper Sonic yet, so I thought I'd we go in. We haven't done a proper Sonic. That's because it's... Uh, Don't say it. Shit. No. False. <laughs> uh, okay, well, this is your opportunity then to explain to me and everybody why Sonic's not bad. Sonic is not bad? As a game. Okay. T- go on then. What do you want? Do you want... I hope that was your plan. Yeah, of course. Would you like my personal history? Would you like a history of the game? What do you want? That's not gonna. That's not gonna tell. I want to know why the game's not bad. I don't say to not that. prepared for that. Have I don't say to that. <laughs> the game is not bad you haven't, because you haven't prepared for it that, is you? a. Oh no, I don't want to say now. I'm 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 flustered. Good. I'm keeping all this in. Go, you baddie. It's just a really fun, playable game. I believe. I really enjoyed playing it back I in don't. the day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I really enjoyed playing it back in the day. It doesn't mean it's a good game, and it doesn't mean it was a good game then. I I enjoyed it because it was a computer game. Right. I think it's going to... And I enjoyed computer games. I think it's going to be really hard. That's my worry. Have you? How, when was the last time you played this game? Oh, now that's a good question. I think I last played it around 
four years ago trying to get my daughter into it and she got scared of Robotnik in the first boss yeah. battle and we gave up. But in terms of me playing it properly, ooh, probably 15 years maybe. Right, okay. What about you? Four years ago, you, getting your trying to get your daughter to play Sonic four years ago sounds, aside from the fact that the game's crap, it sounds a bit cruel because she was very young. She was two. Two? Yeah. And you wanted to get her to play Sonic? Well, I thought it's... One of the key things with Sonic, I learned today, was that it could be played with one button, which I'd never realised before. Like, your you button is to well, jump. directionals and, and jumping. Yeah, that's it. So I thought, if I go for this and see how she gets on, and yeah, she, all was, right. she was Fair all right. Enough. I think there are better games to to start off with but well i tried it with some 3d games and they that was too much it, it would be very unfair of me to railroad you on this so i'm gonna listen to what you've got to say all right and i will give you as much space as i can to lay down a case as to what makes what makes people play sonic because honestly i i don't even know why i keep going back to it like i i do and i don't know why because every time i do i go Mm, this is worse than the last time I played it. It gets progressively worse. Well, yeah, I think every time I go back to it, there's just one more thing that makes me go, oh yeah, I forgot this is a bad game and this is why. So yeah, I'd like to know why it's a good game, but I'd also, I, I am interested in the history. I'm sure everybody else is. So I'll try and shut up and listen. Well, I've written down a very, very potted history of the game because as befits a game of this uh, stature, uh, there's a lot to say about it. I mean, I've talked before about Console Wars, the book that I read while my wife was in labour. Yes, we've both read that book. It was very good. I yeah. read it on, on holiday in Italy, so I read it in slightly better circumstances than you. <laughs> yeah, and it, I mean... Although saying that, didn't you take your wife's labour quite easy? I did, yeah. I sat and read a book. And you then went and got KFC. KFC? Yeah. 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 Okay, carry on. What was I supposed to do? I just wanted to get that on the record right. for a second okay, time. Okay, fair enough. Be there for her. You should have been there for her. I was there for her, reading. You were in the KFC reading. No, I read next to her and then went out for KFC for a bit. Mm, right. Yeah. Okay. If you were to read Console Wars, from what I remember, I mean, it's my daughter's birthday two days from now, so this is nearly six years ago, almost to the day. I yeah. don't remember... I seem to recall that Sega don't come out of it very well. I don't think they come out of it badly. Do you mean re relative to Nintendo? Yeah, that they just so, they seem quite petty, and that they were yes, okay, deliberately trying. To, I mean, the whole game is a deliberate attempt to undermine Mario and take everything about Mario yeah. and um, turn it on its head. You yeah, subvert it. it. Yeah, you're right, and I think what you're alluding to in Console Wars is the fact that they wanted to. So I, what you're saying is petty, I would say is just business, which yeah, you might, so. we might actually be saying the same thing. Like business is quite petty in its very nature because there is only so much market share as far as the mm. business is concerned to go around. If you're fighting for the same people, if you're, if you're Sega and you're Nintendo and there are only 100 people playing games consoles, you need to get as many of those as possible to make your business viable. Yeah. So that's the approach they were taking. Nintendo, though... To their credit, over the last, well, probably actually since the the NES um, era, which is the very beginning, they've always been looking to try and grow the market as well as take the market share. So the Wii is a perfect example of them doing that. They they were trying to find something to bring new people into mm. the gaming to make new customers of non gamers. At the time, 
nobody, well, certainly Sega weren't looking to do that. They were looking to take from Nintendo. And they had a very specific idea of how to do that. The Wii's actually a perfect thing to talk about. One of my anecdotes with this game was to remember, I mean, it's not very entertaining for other people, really, is I remember my grandparents, I was trying to get them to play it, and they did the classic holding the controller and tilting it to try and make him oh, yeah. run. And then obviously the Wii, that was what the Wii did. So, yeah. One of the anecdotes I read about today was that in America, they took this game, like a prototype, I think, and Mario, uh, I think the original, and they play-tested, they got a load of people... Uh, to play test one and then the other and that mm. 80% of the people they tested said they preferred Sonic over Mario and they were really, really chuffed with that and just to to, to railroad people into that situation uh, and then to come up with that f- figure I just think is a bit artificial and a bit Well it a bit depends gross. on how they did the uh, on how they did the testing doesn't it? Yeah. If it was blind testing and they weren't entirely they, they weren't holding they weren't over their shoulder or whatever then mm. um, that's an interesting insight at the same time people say all sorts of crazy things in those circumstances and nintendo nintendo and super mario at the time would have been a an established franchise mm. sonic would have been a complete unknown so to see something that is brand new and novel people True. trying to gravitate towards something novel doesn't necessarily mean it's better in my head this was released as a competitor to the original mario and actually this came out after mario 3 yes which i'd, I'd never realized before i never joined the dots with that so right it would be equally interesting having both of us played mario 3 recently uh, against mm. play this yeah i mean i knew that i knew the timing on that but that is again to go back to what you're saying about him, them being petty that is typical of of the situation because they they had let nintendo everybody let nintendo grow the market from what was a busted market in the early 80s as we've explained in previous episodes they let everybody left nintendo to do the work of growing the market there was the sega mass system let's let's not um gloss over that yeah. the sega mass system was nice and the mega drive was good in its way as well but in terms of mascotry mm. mario really really pushed nintendo and it made them a like a household name in a way that sega really wanted so alex kid was their previous attempt or a previous attempt at that. Um, we talked, one of our first episodes was, uh, what's his face? Oh, Green Dog. Green Dog, mm. yeah, who was another attempt at creating a mascot. That was a third-party attempt, but Sega were looking. They were actively searching for something that could compete with the fame of Super Mario. And I say that very carefully because they were looking for it to compete with the fame of Mario, not the quality of Mario. They they wanted it to be the anti-Mario and they took lots of different decisions to make sure it was that. One of the things that they didn't pay attention to necessarily was how well the platforming in a Sonic game compares to the platforming in a Mario game. And it's it's night and day. Mario games platforming is way beyond and it's way beyond you're going to be sad about that i really do think so i hope i said that as well without being venomous or bitter no i think you were very matter of fact there uh like like you said we will see again going back to my notes you have just said that it was released specifically to compete with mario but be all about speed so i'm going to be interested to see the speed element of it Uh, again another petty anecdote Uh, the code name of the game was defeat mario really yeah Yeah, exactly so everything everything comes out of that they must have been shit in their pants after they i mean i don't know what the overlap on the development cycles was was in the release of super mario 3 but super mario 3 i can only imagine how if it came out while they were developing sonic Mm. and they had all these good ideas and they were leading with speed how they must have shat their pants when they realized one that so that mario could run not as fast as Sonic, but could run. And two, that part of the mechanic of running was that he could fucking fly. Because that's that. 
that stuff at the time when I was a kid when Mario took off into the air and was flying about that was that was magic I think Sonic for me was just the fact you could just blitz through the levels just the, the sense of speed I remember really finding that as a as a child just that it was wow this is amazing yeah you don't have particularly are you, are you gonna feel the same now as an adult I hope so your expression okay. suggests not I find the speed of Sonic more frustrating now and that's what I mean when I've been back to the game because it's more about I remember liking it. reflexes it's not even that it's one of the problems that we found in games previously and actually one of the games that we found this problem in was Tales of Adventure is that there's this attempt by the developers to undermine their own concept so with sonic gotta go fast but there's things to stop one of the problems yeah and it's it's not even fair things it's this it's this tricksy developer problem that was a prevalent at the time so you'll be going super speedy and then suddenly you'll run into one of the red springs that's on that sends you all the way back through the level or as far as it, it can get before you you're able to stop it and it's that sort of thing that i find really it's just unfair it's not good game design so i love that i love hitting the red spring and then it spins you up and then you're flung up no upwards and you then mess for in you that m- i used to really love that right but it, i'm thinking i think i'm thinking it's green hill zone where you are going fast you're going around the loops and things and then there's a point at which there is a spring it doesn't it doesn't send you to a new area it or anything like that it just sends you backwards yeah I- and you end up in a bit of the level that you've already been mm. and it and that is all the way through that first sonic game and i have a feeling throughout the the second one at least and and the third the third gets better in terms of level design but one of the problems with the better level design is that it takes the speed yes. out of things so you end up going slow in a game that's meant to be about going fast so they they never found the balance they never were able to bring the speed and the game design together and that's the problem mainly I did wonder about doing the third one today because that was probably my favourite, I think. And I, I did also wonder about doing one of the Game Gear ones because I had them before this one. Mm. Uh, but I decided to just go well, for Well, I'm glad that you did one. Sonic just go chronological. 1. I would have preferred Sonic 2, but we can get to that at some point, mm. I, I guess. Actually, having said that, Sonic 2 might be my favourite. Um, so I, going back to the personal side of it, I was absolutely obsessed with Sonic when I was probably about 6 or 7. I, I loved the comics. I collected them every week. Mm. Sonic the comic, do you remember that? Yes, Maybe I do, yeah. Time. It's full old. No, I, remember, I do remember I do remember the, the comic book. It was around for a while. It was, yes, over 100 And it, it was it had some crossover with the television show that was on ITV. Yeah. Yeah. kids as well, well. again with chili dogs the, and stuff the cartoon i absolutely adored that the the more cartoon like one cartoon uh, as opposed mm. to the more serious one which i didn't really get into until i was a bit older what's there, the serious one there were also novels i don't know that one. Uh, that came out that i really enjoyed reading as well right okay yeah didn't know about that there was there was one where sonic got sucked into this like arcade machine it was all these parodies of like street Careful. fighter and oh. That sounds good. Yeah, it was. There was another one that was this whole uh, time travel thing with uh, the thing about what you do in the past affecting the future. A bit like Back to the Future 2. Yeah, the butterfly effect. Thank no, you. No, that's not the butterfly effect, is it? Oh, yeah, it is the butterfly effect. Yeah, it is. Or is it? Mm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, of course it is. The film, yeah, isn't it? it is. With what's his chops. Uh, and Ashton Kutcher. That's the one. Uh, it was a theory before that. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> it didn't yeah, come from. yeah. I, I, thank you. I'm aware of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you are. But I don't want people thinking that we think <laughs> the, the the butterfly effect came from Ashton Kutcher. The, the, the first time I was aware of the butterfly effect was it was a, a gag in the first Discworld game, going back to the third episode, where you had to 
literally catch a butterfly yeah. and place it by a lamp, uh, which mm-hmm. then caused something else to happen. Uh, it was the very literal yeah. interpretation of it. So I first got Sonic. I got a Game Gear on my eighth birthday, and that was the first time mm. which I actually physically had a Sonic game for myself after being really in Sonic as a character for a year or so, mm. which goes back to what you've already said. They wanted this as a mascot game, and I completely fell for this uh, for Sonic as a mascot. Yeah, it sounds like you were absolutely drenched in Sonic. Yeah, I was. It Drowning in Sonic. Was dripping with him. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, so to to pick up on that, they were really, they, they were trying to make the anti-Mario, and one of the things that they thought of Mario being because he was a portly plumber he had a he had a little pot belly and a moustache and he looked and he was a bloke like a, a man they thought that if they went in the opposite direction they would and I don't know what that means but they wanted to go in the op- complete opposite direction make it sleek and streamlined yes yeah. sleek and streamlined speedy athletic because they they thought that that would contrast with Mario's portliness and they were very much as well because something that people maybe listening to this depending on how old they are won't realise is that it was all it was a children's market at the time and mm. they there was no there were games sort of Mortal Kombat esque stuff that were trying to aim at an adult's market but for the most part the companies were going for kids and the idea of Sonic was that it was so cool was the catch. Uh, the catchword, the ki- catchphrase. Well, we've had this before. The, the, we've had this before in an yeah, early episode. I can't I think remember. It's one of the first couple, actually, we had. What this. is? Yeah. Oh, I can't remember what he the was, word he was is. The, but... the hedgehog with attitude. That was the the phrase, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah. he was, and that made him cool. It yeah. was almost like a Bart Simpson yes. sort of approach. But it was what was cool for kids. It wasn't what was cool general. It was what was cool to kids. And I think the more you, the less. The less of a child you are, the less uh, Sonic actually is cool. I suppose <laughs> so. we've talked about Fortnite. Like, yes. at the moment, I know there's kids up and down the country, indeed, all around the world, who revel in Fortnite. And you can get Fortnite merchandise, you can get dolls of Fortnite, and doing the, the yeah. silly little dances. I mean, to me, I just completely just think, ugh, don't get it at all. Whereas the children, yeah. they love it. And I guess that's the same yeah. as Sonic, isn't it, back in the day? In some senses, but Fortnite... Fortnite has captured a more general audience than that. It's um, it's a much broader audience, and that's actually necessary in this day and age because the the market is much bigger yeah. and takes in a, a much wider range of ages. So, history lesson alert: it was released in America in June 1991, and then everywhere else in July 1991. It's developed by seven people. Yeah, tiny. Tiny. Mm. So one of the things that came up last week, Super Mario 64, 15 people, and that was 96, 97, wasn't yeah. it? So, um, yeah, we're dealing with these tiny, tiny um, teams building things that are, are changing, literally changing worlds in, in some ways. This was a massive industry success, and it was created by wasn't, seven people. Wasn't Tiny Teams? Wasn't he a character in Christmas Carol? Thank you. I'm here all night. <sighs> I wish you weren't. <laughs> So they wanted the whole, the the one button control, which I've mentioned earlier. That was, mm. originally they wanted to have the character, one of the ideas uh, as a mascot was having him as a rabbit. And they decided this whole roll into a ball thing, what can we have? Let's go for a hedgehog. Mm. The fastest of the nature. Well, yeah, that's what I was about to world. say, is I never got that as a yeah, decision. I'm not, not going to, I'm going to lose an argument if I pick up on, the unrealistic nature of Sonic, because that's not really here or there. They initially wanted him to have a human girlfriend called Madonna, and again, I find that very Oh, odd. God, that just sounds like 90 Sega. It sums it up. Madonna. Yeah. 
Oh, who's big at the moment? Madonna. Yeah, Madonna. And I did. Let's get her in the game. I did a bit. Of, well, I did a bit of research in this, and because I was thinking the same thing, was it that actually it was Madonna or a, a woman who happens to be called Madonna? And I couldn't find an answer anywhere. But either way, it will, it's still... it will absolutely be. It will absolutely be a woman who's called Madonna. But the reason that she's called Madonna is for synergy. They call it, don't they? they? Do, Business yeah. synergy. They wouldn't have wanted to have a like an actual tie-in with the Madonna. However. Calling her Madonna would have would have worked for them. They probably supposed to afford her, would they? Probably not. Certainly not at the time. Do you think she costs more now or then? Probably then. now, actually. Do you reckon? Yeah. I think she probably should cost more then, because she was massive. But I actually think she probably cost cost more now. I mean, did she probably values her? Did you see her in Eurovision last year? Now. No, but I don't want to bash Madonna. Too many people do it, don't they? Uh, so so they say. <laughs> I just shut you down on being on that, having a go about Madonna, didn't I? No, I'm, I'm ambivalent what about Madonna. What a weird Madonna. moment I, in the podcast. <laughs> I, I, I don't have any strong feelings either way, to be honest. That's all right. Uh, yeah. Neither do I, but I just don't want to have a go at it. <laughs> <laughs> so in the game, you're fighting against the evil Dr. Robotnik for us, but he was called Eggman yes. in Japan. In Japan. Uh, mm. Which they then yeah. reverted back to everywhere from Sonic Adventure in 97 or 8 onwards. I think Robotnik is a better name. I think Dr. Robotnik is. Do you know why he's called Robotnik and his his robots were called Badniks? No, I don't know. I was going to try and think. No, never mind. I was going to try and break it down and figure it out, but no, go on. So Nick as a suffix is uh, Polish, if I remember rightly, and it uh, means worker. So oh, right, okay. Robotnik, robot worker, and Badniks are bad workers. Oh, okay. Yeah. So a beatnik is a beat worker. Yeah, I guess so, by proxy, yeah. Hmm. I I always thought that the, that Nick was just a like a Russian or Sputnik. Eastern European generalized. Yeah, exactly. Yes, to do with work. So Sput Sput worker. Do you think Sput? Sput maybe Sput is a uh, an acronym. That would be interesting. Yeah. Sputnik. Do some homework during the uh, during the break. I will. I will. Instead of playing <laughs> Sonic, because I think it's going to make you cross. Do you think we need to talk through the gameplay of Sonic? No, you go fast through levels and don't really pay attention to what's going on. <laughs> you switch your brain off and. Yeah, yeah. You just you've got to get through levels as fast as it. Oh, that's the problem. We'll we'll pick up on it, but the the actual. So one of the things, one of the problems. Maybe I should just say it now. Get out of the way, because otherwise I'll be be dwelling yeah, on it. The in the one room. of the problems is there is no clear objective for each of those levels. So in Mario, get to the end, collect the coins. Yeah. In in Sonic, collect the rings, get to the end. But is it get to the end as fast as you can in lieu of collecting the coins? Or is it rings. just get to the end? Sorry, rings. Or is it get to the end and get as many coins as you want? Or what? Because I, I really don't know. I, well, like, the is, rings, so, is it a race? The rings are your life. Because if life. you hit a, yeah, they are. a baddie, then they all go scattering off. And the yes. more you've got, the more chance you have of picking up some more. When yeah. you hit the end sign and send it spinning around the more rings you have the greater points you get and you Mm. then gain continues i think for getting them you also gain extra life for every hundred rings you get if you Mm -hmm. go past the end sign with 50 rings you've then got the big ring that appears which you jump into to enable you to get to the bonus stage to get the chaos emeralds so what you're saying is prioritize the rings because all of the all of the good stuff is tied to the rings i always prioritize the rings as opposed to racing through i i don't want to say explored the levels but i was fairly diligent in collecting the rings. Mm. So why then is the focus and why was all the advertising surrounding him going fast? Because that is counterintuitive to collecting the rings. 
you can't you can't collect the rings in that way i mean if you're just speeding through the level you don't have to collect the rings you could complete the game without getting all the chaos emeralds. but you're gonna miss all the bonus levels you're yeah, gonna miss the you you're gonna miss out the chaos emeralds and you get apparently a bad ending yeah so the actual they're, they're incentivizing in the marketing and the the way they sell this game and the way that they describe this game they're incentivizing the speed they're saying that speed is important but then in the actual game design the game design is telling you that actually collecting the rings is important and in order to collect the rings you have to be a little bit more careful and collected about the way you approach the levels do you want to guess what the bad ending is i think that the bad ending is where you are instantly launched into playing sonic 2 <laughs> immediately yeah as a, like as a rom within the original cartridge yes no. As a punishment. No, the bad ending is Robotnik, not Eggman. Robotnik is juggling any Chaos Emeralds you did not collect and laughing at you. Is that it? And the good ending, I think, is... I only ever, only ever got the good ending once because the bonus stages are horrendous in this game. So that mm. is a negative against it. That is the, uh, the This is the 3D ball ones, isn't it? Where you have to roll around the ball. Yeah, this, around this, the ball. this stage that's that's spinning very abstract in space with these really bright neon colours behind it. Oh, no, hang on. I, yeah, so it's that one. It's the, yeah. it's the more the pinball one where it spins and then if you hit one of the uh, nodes, it starts spinning in the opposite direction. Yeah, that's right. It's just... And yeah, so these... Sonic 2 must be the balls, the so, red and blue balls. That's Sonic 3. Sonic 2 is the that's tube going through. Oh, yeah. the tube. Yeah, okay. So the the actually, the bonus levels are better than the game. There you go. Mm, it. Okay. And if I remember correctly, the good ending is just that... So you go through this Green Hill Zone and there's all the uh, animals that you've freed to all prancing around. So I think there's just more of them in the good ending. I might have muddled that up, but I, I don't hmm. remember. I, I remember feeling a bit, mm, okay, that's that. I don't know what I was yeah. expecting, to be fair, but... Uh, I'm going to make a list as we play of all of the reasons that the game is rubbish. Okay, so it, it's good to know I you're going off this with an open head, mind. But, well, honestly, you knew that this was going to happen. I've played this game very recently as well. Like, it's not even like I've gone into this. I told you that I played Sonic Mania when it came out. Yeah. Sonic Mania is a is the best Sonic game. And there were moments that I enjoyed in Sonic Mania. However, the overall package, the overall game experience is still just a sonic game so there you go we've been having this conversation between you and i we've I been having this conversation for years That's why I thought and so it out yeah well you're gonna be sorry i think before we wrap it up there then six zones do you think you can name them all uh no you, you probably Green care Hill enough zone. do you i there's a water aztec zone is there aztec zone or is that crystal maze labyrinth so Labyrinth zone, is it? Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm not just shouting and that's out the water zone as well, isn't it? Yeah, that is a stinker, to be fair. Yeah, terrible. It Does it have minecarts in there? Is that Or is that another one? There's minecarts in the Master System and Game Gear version of Sonic 2. Okay. They're the only two I really remember. Green Hill Zone and... It, that'd be an interesting experiment, wouldn't it? Who remembers what levels are in Sonic? And which one's in Sonic 2 and which one's in Sonic 3? Yeah. So they are as follows. I'm going to bosh through this. Green Hill... Marble Zone, Spring Yard Zone. Oh, Marble Zone. Marble Zone? Yeah, Marble what? Zone's the one with lava. Spring Yard Yeah, I didn't realise this was that one. Spring Yard's really uh, bouncy and a bit odd. Uh, Labyrinth is the underwater type one. Starlight Zone, which I really enjoyed, and the music in that zone is incredible. And Scrap mm. Rain, which is like this abandoned factory, not abandoned, this factory that's uh, lots of cogs and gears and all that sort of shenanigans in. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think I ever got to that level. So I never I never owned, say, Sonic 
uh, one ever. I've okay. never. I, I have in collections, but I've never yeah, owned it original. as a child when I actually played it and didn't think it was crap. Well, so yeah, I don't think I got to the last level. Shall we? Uh... Take the plunge there, then. Yeah, the second half of this is probably going to be hell for you. Right, okay. I'm feeling a bit worried now. Good. Good. I'm getting my pen out. Ashley, you've uncurled from the fetal position now. I assume it was a, a reference to Sonic and his spin dash. Yeah, I've uncurled from the fetal position after curling one out, <laughs> playing Sonic. Shocking. 15 million copies sold on the Mega Drive or Genesis. Yeah. That is definitely not because they packaged it with Genesis in North America, thereby artificially inflating the <laughs> right. figures. I mean, that's definitely not the case. Right, okay. I didn't realise that it was packaged actually i didn't realize that was the case 140 million copies sold to date worldwide on all the consoles sonic so to give him his due sonic was a mega drive sales driver wasn't he wasn't it like that's a phenomenon it, it was pushing consoles as opposed to the console just coming with yeah. it i think to be fair people were buying it for sonic the problem not well yeah the problem yeah the problem with that though is sonic is not a successful game it's a successful marketing campaign that's what it is and that's why people were buying it they bought it the same as the mega drive the whole so i asked you just before we came back on my on mike you mentioned console wars the book all about sonic and nintendo through the uh, late 80s into the 90s yeah. and i said to you do you remember how much how important sonic, sega rated the marketing as just how important it was to mm. them and you said yes and how big a deal it was made and then i said do you remember how much focus was given to the gameplay design and the design process of sonic and the actual game as opposed to the mascot and you said no and i think that that That's is telling, telling yeah. to be honest in terms of him being a mascot i even found out that his red and white shoes are red and white because it's the colors of which are the famous mascot mascot in the loosest sense red and white mm. Which world-famous character is clad in red and white? The Red Ranger. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that really why? Yeah. That wasn't in Console Wars. No, it was... Uh, what was that in? Where did you find that? Uh, Tintinet earlier. Right. So they, they really? thought, right, yeah, mm. Santa is arguably... I mean, arguably... The, the biggest character. The, the biggest character. The Santa biggest or mascot. Jesus? It's one of the two. I'm surprised they're not red and white sandals. <laughs> I mean, Santa or Jesus, there's a battle I'd like to see. Yeah. And that's why they went for him with the red and white shoes. And the reason he's dark blue is because he stands out against the background. Mm. Is that really why? That can't be mm. why. He was originally a lighter blue. And then there was that he blended in with some of the backgrounds too much. And uh, it made it uh. difficult to see. So, well, dark and dim up. in my view, it's, it's a shame that they did brighten him up. Because some of the best stuff in the game is the backgrounds. There you go. And I, I, did, I mean that as a snarky comment, and I also mean that as a genuine observation. The backgrounds, the art in the backgrounds, mm. is actually some of the best things uh, in this game. You've got all the parallaxing going on, and it does it to really great effect. And the animations in the background in particular are, are very nice. All the blast processing. Yeah, well, that, that's what I was getting at at the beginning, when yeah, I, I said about the marketing campaign. Mega Drive was marketed to the nth degree. It was marketed to death. I think, genuinely, the only reason that Sonic is what Sonic is now and what Sonic is to you is because you 
were as I was. I'm not. I'm not going to say that I didn't fall for it or whatever. But all kids in the nineties, I was mowed down by the marketing were juggernaut that was saying, yeah. "Yeah, completely." You were a victim of the of the I marketing. That I remember full well thinking that Sonic and Sega were cool mm. and that Mega Drives were cool. And you know, my cousins had Mega Drives, um, and I thought that was cool. And I think that I gave them a certain amount of credit <laughs> that they didn't necessarily deserve because they were Sega kids. I mean, I didn't necessarily go in for him because he was cool. I just thought he was an interesting character. I mean, I, I never liked Bart in The Simpsons. Uh, I was never the uh, yeah, but Bart un- is a different kind of cool. Uh, whatever. Yeah, but that's not what Sonic is, is he? No, he's an athlete. He's a he's a jock, if anything. Well, I mean, that sums me up. An athletic jock. <laughs> Well, I don't know what you were like when you were younger, to be I honest. I certainly was so, not an athletic jock. I was a... I bet you a, were. <laughs> took a little titwitch. <laughs> oh, well, I pushed for that. Yeah. That was a good little... That was a line from the League of Gentlemen. I can't claim credit for that. Oh, was it? Yeah. I didn't even yeah. register. Damn it. Never mind. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say about Sonic. I didn't really... I said to you that the, the background, so the backgrounds do look nice. The foreground, less so. Uh, in particular, Mar- Marble Hill. Marble Hill. Why do you keep calling it that? Marble Zone. Marble Zone. The lava in that was rubbish, particularly when it was chasing you. It was very blocky mm-hmm. and horrible. Visually, you liked it, but I think that that might be because you... I think the game looks amazing. I think it looks absolutely stunning. Well, okay, absolutely stunning, maybe slightly going it. But if you mm. contrast that to Mario 3 from a few weeks ago... Yeah, but that's the wrong contrast to make. Okay, why? That's an unfair contrast because this is not an 8-bit console. This is a 16-bit mm, console. Yeah, okay. And the comparison that you need to be making is to the Super Nintendo. Nintendo and Super Mario World. Yeah. So when it when you do that, what happens when you reconsider it in that light? I still think that Sonic looks nicer than Super Mario World. Right. And I think that that's because you grew up with it. Potentially, yeah. Sinking realization we're having with our episode, isn't it? What that you like this because you grew if up. If we grew with up it? liking it, we're gonna like it more as adults. No, I've. That's not true at all. We've we have. Well, yeah. Rollo's the rescue. Mm. Okay, so there's a perfect example. Yeah, you didn't you didn't hold to that just because you grew up thinking it was great. You were very you did happily concede that it wasn't very good but then i'd say that it doesn't hold the same stock that sonic does there's a lot of there's a lot of baggage probably attached to sonic Mm. for all of you that's why you find it so hard to let go and every every few years sonic drags the corpse back out (laughs) to be remarketed repackaged sega pull a frankenstein and try and zap yeah. some life back into it the music was really nice yeah I, yeah it's all right and actually they do go to much greater lengths uh, as we i think we've sort of skirted around it in the past but they do go to ever greater lengths with the music in future games in so much as sonic 3 had a bit of a dalliance with michael jackson at a difficult period purportedly in his uh mm, purportedly purportedly i think it's fairly categorical yeah. there's a really good video mm. i'll pop the link to a youtube video can't remember who did it off the top of my head, but it'll be in the description for this episode if you want to re- watch it. And it's about half an hour, and it's a breakdown of all of the different ways that it makes that it's quite clear that Michael Jackson was involved in the music to the point where there's samples from songs of, that appeared on an album in the mid nineties, if I remember. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Um, the whole, I think the the music from the snowboarding level in in Sonic Three is actually 
a song. Yeah, that <laughs> like sounds an entire familiar. song that was was actually released later on. And I'm fairly sure that Stranger in Moscow appears in its entirety somewhere on the on the game as well. So yeah, yeah. There you I've go. watched a couple of videos about this before and found it very interesting. I think I sent you that one. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting well, dive I, into. I mean, I've discovered you're more of a Michael Jackson fan than I thought. Being able to to name a, an album track like that's pretty good going. My my niece loves uh, Michael Jackson, so. Mm. Um, do me, do me uh, due diligence. Yeah. Uh, make sure I know what I'm, what I'm talking about. Hopefully, although she knows so much more, she, she would, yeah, she's quite encyclopedic. Him and Queen, they are her things, or they were last time we had cause to explore that, discuss such things. That's the yeah. one. Yeah. What about the animation? Which I, I again, really yeah, liked. I wasn't really fussed. It was okay. What stood out? I mean, there's the famous waiting animation, isn't there, where he taps oh, his foot and do that, and he, he gives you a little bit of chewed or chowed or one of the two. I'm not. I can't remember. They both. Yeah, I think a little bit slips out of his little blue uh, bikes fur. I don't know what hedgehogs have down there except chodes. <laughs> yeah, there's that one. Then there's the dangling off the edge of a platform, which I gave a try. What else was there? I thought you looked quite nice as he was running along. The way he builds his momentum and pumps his little arms. <laughs> I think that he was distracting. I think that I would much rather have been looking at the background of the levels. And I really actually mean that. And I, I'm not trying to be sarky. I think that everything that was going on in the foreground paled into comparison for most, for the most part to what was going on in the background. So you prefer to play a game of Sadly. just looking at the backgrounds? A Sonic game, yeah. <laughs> I kept going wrong because I was looking at the background because it was nice. I was quite surprised by, and we had a very long chat about this while we were playing, for a game supposedly released and marketed on the speed aspect, that it was it yeah. was damn slow and plodding. Yeah, it is, and I I think that actually bringing this as the first Sonic game that we hit was unfair to Sonic, if I'm going to be honest, because it's the first game in the series and they haven't re- had chance to refine what they're going for. Yeah, they sold this on that phrase though. Got to yeah, go fast. Absolutely. And that first level is fast-ish. It lets you build up some speed. But then the second level, the third level, it's all ploddy. Green Hill Zone was the only level where I genuinely felt that I had speed. And I know you talked about in the first half, but whizzing through some loop-the-loops and then hitting a red spring and pinging up into the air and then mm. bouncing off a bad Nick's head and landing on some more rings, that felt really freeing. And then you came to Marble Zone and it just went completely the you opposite. You get put underground. I mean, for example, yeah. the... The third act, which again is maybe something to discuss, the third act, I finished it in five minutes and 20 seconds. And I wasn't deliberately being slow. I was going, not necessarily as fast as I could, but I was, you know, going through it. And over five minutes for one act is too long. Yeah, for a game built on speed, it is. So I pointed out to you how in Sonic 2, each zone was only two acts, therefore yeah. allowing them to have more zones more variety which i think yeah. is an acknowledgement of that and I, two acts but longer and i think although i thought about sonic one i think sonic two has more occasions where the speed element comes to the fore like you mentioned chemical plant zone for example yeah chemical plant zone is built com- solely for to, to showcase the speed of the level yeah. and what is it in uh in sonic two the first levels in sonic emerald 2, hill. spring hill emerald hill yeah. So that one, similarly to Green Hill, it does the same. So you've got a couple of sets of levels I mean, that do that. It's essentially and then it the follows same it Casino Nights. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, and then you get Casino Nights, which has this pinball element to it that, for some reason, I, I associate with him as well. I think it's the springs, because you've got those springs going through all the levels, and they kind of feel a bit 
a bit pinball. Like unique so sounds. Those three levels. Yeah, exactly. Those three levels together, I think, are a decent showcase of what Sonic was sold. Yeah. The, the premise that Sonic was sold on. However, I think that the premise that Sonic was sold on was not the premise that it was designed on. As as I said in the first in the first half, all of your incentives in this game are around ring collection. You unlock the bonus levels by by collecting rings. You unlock new lives, extra lives by collecting rings. Yeah. You everything is collecting rings. The life the life system is collecting rings. Like you keep yourself alive by collecting rings. It's it's all around the rings and the speed seems to just get in the way of that. It takes it it pulls focus. But then as we said, the the speed element kind of drops off anyway. So Yeah, yeah. exactly. And and that seems to be the tension that they've been that has been the problem with Sonic for time immemorial, as I seem to like to say. So that a few times last few episodes, they seem to just struggle with this. Like they don't understand their game they know what they've marketed it as but they haven't then designed the first one around mm-hmm. it and then they have a good crack in the second one to design the game around the speed element but then it has its own detriments in terms of the lack of control you, you end up feeling like it's going on autopilot in sonic 2 i won't press into sonic 2 too far because obviously yeah. we'll be doing it in a future episode but yeah you lose control the speed means that you stop playing the game yourself the game plays itself and sonic 1 was very plodding because of that you were just saying and it's, yeah, it's just because... for me did you ever play sonic cd yeah i've played sonic cd so the people love that game yeah i realize Sonic CD, no idea why. but now i'm thinking uh. uh so sonic cd for anyone who isn't familiar it, it works on a system where you play through a fairly bog standard sonic level zone to use the correct terminology and you can then travel through time within that act so you can go back I suppose even back to the butterfly effect we talked about in the first half, mm. you can go back to the a prehistoric, a, a past version of the act. Within that, there's a machine that's releasing badniks, I think, something like that. And if you find it and destroy mm. it, you can then go to a good future version. So each each act has the present version, a past version, a good future and a bad future version. Mm. And depending on what you do, like platforms might move places and obviously the look of the level is still themed, but the past version might have vines creeping over everything and the, the bad future might be more robotic and metallic because Robotnik has taken root a bit more. Done the dirty. But again, yeah. now you just said that you're being funneled down a system of exploring the levels thoroughly to find this thing. And that's exploration. Again. Yeah. It's not speed. Yeah, so that came after Sonic 3, and Sonic 3 did a similar thing in introducing, what's his face, Knuckles. His USP is that climbing thing, and when he does the, yeah, when he's climbing or when he's gliding, he's moving at a snail's pace. And again, it just feels like they've got three games in, and they still haven't pinned down what they want to do and it never they never really did sonic cd came out between sonic 2 and sonic 3 did it really mm. i didn't if realize that. i remember the date sonic 2 was 92 so the year after this yeah. one sonic cd was 93 and sonic 4 was not sonic 3 was 94 was it as early as that sonic mm. 3 yeah you see i i feel like that is was way later in the 90s but that there's all sorts of reasons for that isn't there that i mean that's interesting but not surprised. I mean, none of it's surprising. It's it, They're all a little bit mixed up in what they're aiming for, aren't yeah. they? they? They don't have, none of these games have a clear focus. They just don't seem to understand themselves. And then when you fast forward, what, 10 years from this, less than to when you go to the 3D Sonic games, they became mm. just about the speed. And 
Did you play many of the 3D ones? Well, you say that, but Sonic 3D... Okay, I mean, again, I mean 3D in the, the pure... Did you gloss over that one? Well, I, I know it's still called Sonic 3D, but, uh, you know, come on, it's not 3D. I mean, like... That's uh, their first foray into 3D. I mean, like a Sonic Adventure or uh, yeah. one of the Wii ones, or... That translation into 3D was very, very cruel to Sonic anyway, because it really showed up a lot of the flaws, and they never really made the transition. They had to use all these ridiculous tricks to try and up the speed like the grind rails yeah. and the the teleport thing the homing thing where you could home oh, onto, yeah, yeah. onto enemies to try and make it very f- more fluid well to try and make it speedy to try, to try and, it, yeah it never really worked i played one of them on the wii for a bit i brought it off with friends i think it was the the, the black knight one and the yeah, first and not played that level one. was just it was almost being played for you that you were just pressing jump mm. at the right time he was just zipping really quickly it gave a real good sense yeah. of speed but i was just pressing a button to make him jump and but that starts so early in this series it starts with sonic 2 it really does i don't know if you realize that no. but the game starts to play itself in sonic 2 for, for entire sections so sorry <laughs> no it's fine linked to the speed another thing i didn't enjoy about this game was the lack of a spin dash move so in sonic 2 yeah. that was introduced where you press down and then press the button to make him jump and he stands rooted on the spot and revs up and revs yeah. up and he let go and he goes off. Now that, for me, it made the levels, again, a lot slower because I wasn't able to just quickly duck, press jump a few times and whiz off. Spin Dash is a crutch for bad game design. There you go. Notably, the Game Boy Advance port of this in 2006 added in the Spin Dash. Introduced the Spin Dash. That's because the Spin Dash was a solution, a shit solution to bad level design. What and do you mean? Bad, you have Spin Dash to get you out of holes where you find yourself struggling. So struggling to build up momentum. Yeah. yeah, if you don't have the momentum in some places, you end up crawling up the side of a hill. You know? Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I had that happen yeah. a few times. So you end up you end up crawling up the side of a hill and you have to just keep pressing the left up to get up or, or sorry, right to get up the hill. And you've got no way to build up that momentum because you're in a certain position mm-hmm. and it doesn't give you the ni- the nice run up that you need. The spin dash was just a solution to that. It wasn't the right solution because it just meant that they didn't have to deal with the shoddy, the the crappy game design. Uh, Sorry, the crappy level design. Yeah. It just meant that they didn't have to deal with the slightly harsher and more difficult to manage problems that were inherent in their levels. So a perfect example is when you're trying to get round a loop-de-loop. The Mm. loop-de-loops are fun. But if you approach one at the wrong speed, you end up falling down the, the side you came. And, have to back and then you and end up in this it. crappy position. Yeah. You end up in this crappy position where you you keep trying and you keep falling back and you keep trying, you keep falling back. This, the spin dash may, meant that you didn't have to worry about that, but it, it really wasn't the right solution. They should have thought of redesigning the game <laughs> so that that problem didn't happen in the first place rather than putting in the spin dash. They might have ended up on something better. Spin dash made the game a lot more accessible, but I can kind of see the point you're making. That it's the more it's a problem with inherent with the game itself. Instead of actually fixing the game, they just created a sticky plaster in in terms of the spin dash. That solved some of their problems. It didn't solve them all. It didn't actually even solve the problem of that I've just outlined, say, with the loop-de-loops. It just meant that if you ever found yourself in that position, you had a quick get-out clause. Okay. They should have made it so that you never ended up in that position in the first place. So I'm quite surprised by how the game feels now i'm you've held this back to from me i I kept asking you how are you feeling about this and you haven't actually told me so yeah i'm interested to hear this i enjoyed playing it but it's not the game i remember it being at all it's 
a no. lot slower. I think the point you made is accurate that this is a stepping stone towards what the game would become. And I think Sonic 2, memory permitting, is probably going to be a lot better than this. It just, I'm just surprised at how clunky and slow it is for, as we keep saying, a game yeah. built on speed. Honestly, you, I, I can only imagine that you are going to be disappointed again and again every time we come back to one of these Sonic games, because that's what they are. I'll hold off doing Sonic 2 till episode uh, 72 then, so we've we've got enough of a, a gap between. <laughs> so we've got, yeah. right, okay. So obviously the listeners will be able to hear your disdain for the game. What would you say, let's do a list, the top three most egregious crimes it commits in your opinion? Your top three beefs. Jack-in-the-box game design, which I, I coined this phrase. And you can tell me if it makes if it makes sense and if it if that's the right name for it. it. Do you know what I mean by jack-in-the-box game design before I even... No idea. No. So it's that thing that I tried to outline in the first half where you are running full pelt and then all of a sudden it springs something oh, on okay. you. And literally, in a lot of cases, a spring. <laughs> that sends you careering back in the wrong direction. But you had a few cases, and I had a few cases, where like a, there'd just be a... Pl- you'd land at the bottom of a pit, and there'd be a platform suddenly rise up a book from underneath you with barely any chance to, to react to it, and it would push you up into some spikes. And that's like, how is that fun mm. for me? Just being pushed into a situation where you don't have any time to react. Yeah. It just happens to you. And they think that nah, 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 nah is good... <laughs> approach to designing a game and it's not so jack-in-the-box game design is one of the okay. most egregious things any uh, any developer can do and in at number two it is <laughs> the the dichotomy between speed or rings so the fact that the game is designed around one thing but marketed as another and that the one level sort of pushes you towards speed the introduction and then the basically the rest of the game it seems is about platforming and collecting the rings it felt to me like green hill zone was a tutorial and then it was teaching me through, and I was thinking, oh, okay, yeah, this is pretty good. And then it just well, it's interesting. It you wasn't say at that. all. Why is that? Yeah, because number three is about how the game sets you up to expect certain things, and then it punishes you for learning the way the game works. So it does tell you, like, oh yeah, if you drop down in places, you will land in another place, and and that's part of the exploration of the game. And the game wants you to explore. We we really do. We want you to get to grips with all these levels and all the nooks and crannies that we've hidden in them, including the invisible walls, which I think is a stupid thing anyway that you can walk through. And then Scrap Brain, first thing it did was offer me some trapdoors that I can drop down into, and they 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 just resulted in death. Yeah? yeah. So it's the game has trained me to do one thing all the way through, and then in the last in the last level it goes ha ha fuck you or whatever for doing exactly what it's trained me to do. However, later on in the exact same level, dropping down one of these trap doors rewards you with twenty rings in in the bottom and some rings that spring you up to another thirty rings in the in the sky. So it yeah it's. The lack of... Back-footing you. Wrong-footing you. Yeah. Wrong-footing you, but in a really cruel way. Like, it, I think that kind of uh, inconsistency in in what a game drives you towards and leaving you in a a state of not knowing what you can and can't Mm -hmm. do, I think is a really poor, really, really poor choice. And it's one that consistently is made throughout all Sonic games. It made me, when I got on Strap Brain Zone after you talked about it, because uh, you've gone to it before me, it made me a lot more cautious. And again, it's a Sonic game. You want to be able to blast through the levels and then suddenly, I mean, it was the last level, I guess, but I'm then not, I'm, I'm being very slow mm. and 
very cautious. I know you said that Marble Zone was, I think you said that it was your least favourite level while we were playing or something like that because of how slow it was. Yeah, I think Did you say yeah, that? that's probably fair. When I enjoyed it a bit more because I don't enjoy don't enjoy blasting through levels. I just don't. I, I feel like I'm missing a lot of stuff. And when it slowed things down and made me have to contemplate what I was actually going to do a little bit, that's when it was a bit better. However, it was still crap because it still had all these nonsensical sonic-y foibles. So yeah, it, interestingly, I would, I would have been able to phrase that as I like Sonic most when it's trying to be most like Mario. You like Sonic most when it's not Sonic. Yeah, yeah. but I have played pre- pretty much every Sonic. This is the thing. Despite I keep giving him, him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Yeah, no, honestly, I keep going, well, maybe this is the one. Maybe this is the one. In fact, when we left our workplace, I'm pretty sure I got bought Sonic Colours. I don't know whether that was a spiteful <laughs> gift. I think I did as well, and I've never played it. <laughs> I, I haven't played it either. But anyway, yeah, I got bought Sonic Colours. So I played all of the Sonic Advance games. They, did you play Sonic Advance? No, I didn't have a Game Boy Advance. Right. Well, neither did I. Nudge, nudge, wink, oh, wink. I see. One of those. Sonic Advance games are actually some of the better Sonic games okay. as well. They rank more highly than, I think, Sonic 1, 2, or 3, or, or Adventure, or Sonic maybe, CD, or any of the ones that are... Maybe you should bring them for a future episode. Perhaps. Perhaps. Maybe next week. But I, but I don't have them. Oh, right. We'll see. We'll see if I can source can them. Scab them. By hook or by crook. Yeah, so they, they're they all right. Sonic Heroes, I had that on the GameCube. Oh, yeah, exactly. I kept giving it a try. Hannah bought Sonic and the Secret Rings for the Wii, so we had that. Was that the one where it was a, a knight? Or is that the Black Knight that I've talked about? No, that's the Black Knight. The Sonic and the Secret Rings was the first Wii Sonic game, and it was on rails very fast. That might even have been All based around like earlier. Arabian Nights type stuff. What I'm saying is, I know that I come across as ha- hating Sonic, and it's not for lack of trying. You know, I've really, really tried to like Sonic. I've really given it a chance, and it's... It's never it's never happened. It's never happened. It used to be that I liked it, but I only liked it because I thought it was cool. And it turns out it's not shit. So, so there. I'm guessing you're not <laughs> going to recommend this game to anyone then. No. I honestly, <laughs> if you're gonna play if you're gonna play a platform game, play an actual platform game that isn't confused about what it's trying what it wants to do. That's what I would say. There's such a glut of platform games and the cream of the crop of platform games are fantastic. Sonic, it's not, it's just not up there, unfortunately. I'm going to recommend Sonic 2 in lieu of this because I think it is better, but equally, I am prepared to admit in episode 72 that that might not be the case anymore as well. Yeah, it, it's better. I don't doubt that it's better. I, In fact, I know that it's better. It's just not good, though. It's bad in different ways to this. I still would recommend this game. I... You know, I'm still a Sonic diehard. I'm just... You, you can get it for free right now. You can get it for free on um, on Steam, there I think. There you go. If, at least on the day of recording, you can get it for free. If you're going to get it for free, then try it. And then if you if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you I don't. I mean, to be fair, we're doing this games podcast. Who is going to be listening to this podcast who hasn't played Sonic 1? Let's be honest. Probably not anybody, I don't yeah. think. I don't know who listens to this podcast anyway. Because we keep saying to you, come and find us on bloody Facebook. And nobody's nobody, nobody's taking us up on that. So uh, you keep listening. Well, We've, that, that's a, sure, we a really, surefire way really to win really this over. <laughs> Get, get really acky with them. <laughs> well, they should they should do as they're told, shouldn't they? <laughs> so if people do come and join us on Facebook, or maybe uh, they've done that and thinking, oh, where else could they? We find out about this game where? Where else could they visit us, Ashley? Uh, they could come find us on Twitter or YouTube or Instagram, and Great. they could say, hello, I listen to your podcast. 
and uh, that would be nice. That would be lovely. Right. <laughs> Send that there then. Is that we're Thank you for listening. See you again soon. <laughs> yeah. Thank you ever so much. And we'll see you for episode 37 when I get to choose a game and I won't bring Sonic. So uh, we'll be talking about something good. Or maybe not. I don't know. I haven't decided what it's going to be yet. Bye. <laughs>